One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today's episode of She's All Fat is brought to you by Fab Fit Fun. Fab Fit Fun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. The spring editor's box includes a free people eye mask and products from Kate Somerville. Getting my box in the mail was like when I order things on my Amazon wish list late at night in a fugue state, and then I'm completely surprised, but also very pleased when they arrive, but better. <laughs> I love this. Okay. The box is full of incredible goodies. My favorite products are the nautical tote bag from Summer and Rose and the Tarte eyeshadow palette with a bunch of beautiful, warm colors. I absolutely love the Briogeo hair mask and the Grace and Stella bath bombs. My week was luxurious AF. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code SAF so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Fatties, you deserve a treat, so treat yourself to FabFitFun. Hey everyone, we are introing our final episode for the season. And this episode, as we have teased previously, is the recording of the live episode that I did with Carissa of Fat Girl Flow at Flyover Festival um, a couple of weeks ago. But April and I wanted to hop on here real quick and just remind you all about our summer break and how you can still be a part of the family this summer and um, a couple other things. So I was not in this episode because as we've previously discussed, that week was my personal week from hell. (laughs) I was um, in my home feverish and wishing I could be in Iowa, but I hope y'all enjoy this episode. I hope you stay tuned if you are a patron this summer because we have some real fun minisodes planned that I cannot wait to record and share. Hey everyone, Maria here, coming at you live from hot, humid North Carolina. I'm popping in here really quick to say that over the summer, while we're hard at work on season three, fear not, we will not be totally gone. I know Sophie and April have told you all that many times, but I will also be continuing my little... Um, fat positive, body positive film recommendations. Most of you don't know me, but I do work at a nonprofit art house cinema. So I do get a good amount of film watching in. And I don't know if it's going to be on our Facebook group or on the Patreon or maybe somewhere else, maybe a little mini episode. Who knows? We definitely have not planned that far ahead. But yeah, I look forward to doing that and I'll be liking your comments on our Facebook group as usual. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm rambling. Back to Sophie and April. Um, we'll miss you. Please tweet us. Please Instagram us. Please uh, keep us posted on what you are doing. And we will see you soon. Continue to send us your questions and your suggestions of people to interview and topics for season three, which will be coming at you uh, at the end of summer. So we will... If you stay posted on our social media, we'll be tweeting out the dates as we get a little closer, but we're going to take about a three-month break, and then we'll be back. Um, But as April said, if you're a patron, you'll get all of the um, extra posts that we promised for this season. Um, Every week, you'll be getting little extra audio clips all all summer every week, and you're also going to get a couple of 
longer audio extras. A few hints of what those are. We're going to go to the beach. Hot. We're going to make April watch some Harry Potter. <laughs> Not interested, but okay. <laughs> and I forget what else. What were you going to make me do? The Lizzie McGuire. Movie. Oh yeah, we're gonna watch. That's not a make though. We're gonna we're gonna watch. <laughs> you get to. We're we're gonna. Watch I'm the allowed movie. to watch the Lizzie McGuire movie. So those are just for our patrons. Um, but we will also be updating our Instagram and interacting with you there. Um, coming out with us in the Facebook group if you're a Patreon at Team um, Paisley Moo Moo or above. We will be popping back in here maybe with a few special updates if we have anything to say. And if not. Have a good summer break, y'all. Hags. Hags to all. Lou loss. Y'all are my summer crush. <laughs> Hags. <laughs> okay, here's that flyover episode. Bye. Enjoy. Hushes diet culture whispers We like your body big or small Rolls and ripples on the wall Sit on down, it's time to chat She's all fat Hi, I'm Sophie. April's at home, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only, live from Iowa City. Uh, Cheer, give the audience at home a taste. Um, Thank you all for coming out. Um, April was supposed to be here, and then she went to the hospital, and then Yvette Dion of Bitch Magazine was supposed to be here, and then she went to the hospital. So I'm really hoping that I don't send Carissa to the hospital. I will be in the hospital soon. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, but I'm thrilled to be here with Carissa Enneking, who is um, a plus-size blogger and influencer and someone who I'm also delighted to call a friend. Um, and she's a self-proclaimed happy fatty. I am. <laughs> Hi. Um, Hi. Thanks for having me. So... Uh, we're going to try something we haven't done before. This is, as a whole, is something we haven't done before. We've never done a live taping. This is our first live taping. And you all are going to be, um, because you're here in the audience, your noises are going to be in our season finale, which will be airing in three weeks. So tune in to She's All Fat podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get your pods, to listen to yourselves. So we're going to try to FaceTime in April to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> So let's try it. <laughs> Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm so sorry I can't be there. I miss you. <laughs> Is there anything? Can they hear me? Yeah, they're they listening. Is there anything you want to say to our Iowa friends before we do this without you? I just want to say hello, wishing I were there, eating cheese curds with all of you. I'm sure you're all so lovely, and please enjoy the show. Okay. Then say bye, April. Bye, bye, bye April. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So let's move on to our normally scheduled programming. 
Um, we always start the show by talking about what we're obsessed with this week. So, Carissa, what are you obsessed with this week? So, bless the people in Iowa. Um, I am obsessed with bathtubs that I fit into. We are in a quite luxurious holiday inn, and my hips don't touch the sides of the bathtub that are right next to the bed in, in my hotel room. And I don't think I've been in a bathtub where my hips don't touch either side of the the bathtub in possibly six years. It just sounds so, like a hot tub. I mean, it is, yeah. Except you don't turn the jets on in a hotel. You, you guys you guys know that rule, right? Like, you don't turn the jets on, that's where the stuff is. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh-huh. So that's oh what gosh. I'm obsessed with this week. I love that. Do yeah. you like using bath, like bath bombs and such normally? Um, I, I think I would if I ever spent the time to actually go buy them, but anytime I actually think about taking a bath, I'm like, you know what would be so amazing in this bath? Like bath salts and a uh, bath bomb, and I have none of those things, so I will sit in this water with soap. <laughs> the water is good, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love water. <laughs> um, this week, I'm obsessed with uh, Janelle Monáe's new album, Dirty Computer. Are you guys like... Yeah. Uh, I love Everyone Janelle. in Iowa oh my God. as well. <laughs> She's incredible. Everyone should be obsessed with her. She and Tessa Thompson are like my OTP. I'm obsessed with them. I love them. I want, I like saw a tweet earlier today that was like, the, someone went on like fanfiction.net and was like, where is the Tessa Thompson Janelle Monáe fix? Uh-huh. Hello? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. where are they? Um, so that's one. And then number two is, um, are you guys watching Barry? Has anyone watched Barry on HBO? Okay, yeah, it's like a really good show. Have you watched it yet? No, I just saw an ad for it. It's the other so day. good. Is okay, it? it has Bill Hader of uh-huh. SNL, fame, and he's playing like a, a hitman who wants to be an actor. And I think a lot of the jokes probably uh, are really funny if you live in LA, you know. <laughs> um, but a lot of the jokes are about like you know what it's like to have friends who are actors or like how stupid acting classes are and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think in general, it's like a very fun um, show. I recommend, I'm obsessed. Okay. I always love a new show to watch. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And uh, there's a couple of big shows coming back. I know, have you been watching Handmaid's Tale? Oh my gosh, the second season just came out and I've watched one episode and I was like, okay, we're gonna spread these out. Oh my gosh. It's getting a little intense already, so. Dang, I haven't watched any yet. Yeah. Okay. So, um, after I'm Obsessed, we always have our main section of the pod. Um, If you've never heard the podcast before, we're talking about body positivity and self-love. So, usually, uh, our main section is called The Meat of It, where we talk about whatever topic we're talking about. Um, When we do an interview, it's called Chew the Fat. So, this week on Chew the Fat, I'm interviewing Carissa. Hey, it's (laughs) It's you. So I wanted to start out by asking you um, just about life as a fat influencer and fashionista. Okay. Just like... I mean, what about life? (laughs) um, I don't know. I think like a lot of people probably um, imagine a lot of like quote unquote Instagram famous people to be like 
just coastal coastal elites. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're not a coastal elite. No. You're from right here in the flyover yeah, states. I, I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Kansas, and um, yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, I have a lot of family here, and in Cedar Rapids, um, a lot of my family's from Iowa, and um, I don't even get out to the coasts very often. I actually really enjoy the Midwest, and I enjoy Kansas, and it is, I think, a different experience for bloggers and influencers who are in the Midwest and are trying to kind of hustle, you know, and are trying to do something that's outside of um, what a lot of the people around us are doing. Uh, in where I live, one of the differences from LA and Kansas, and I've said this, I know I've said this to you, um, is like if I go into a Sephora in LA and I have my camera out, nobody looks at you, you know? Like if you can carry your camera around LA, yeah. and no, I mean, people are just... People who are not bloggers have their cameras, though. Everyone's fucking weird in L.A. Everyone has, like, everyone has a camera, yeah. at, like, around their neck, on their thigh, ev yeah. everywhere. Um, and, you know, if I walk into a Sephora in Kansas and I'm, like, vlogging the experience, people literally look at me like, why are you, why do you have a camera out? Am I going to be on camera? Do I need to sign a release? Like, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. And so the experience is very interesting in Kansas because I feel like, I feel like I really get to kind of create my own perspective here. I feel like I don't have to compete with a lot of ideas um, within like my friendship circles and stuff like that because the truth is my friends don't do this, you know? Um, I, I, I feel very lucky because I get to, and not to say that People on the coast do not do this because, of course, they do. Um, but, you know, if you're in New York and in L.A. and all of your friends are doing the same thing as you, you have a tendency to kind of think the same way as everyone else. And I know that a lot of times it, it, I think we kind of look at the coast as the, the thinkers and the people who are moving things forward. But I very much feel like my perspective by being in Kansas makes it so that I can think more freely and I'm not kind of swayed by popular opinion of fellow influencers and bloggers and stuff. Yeah, I'm very influenced by all the famous oh, yeah, people totally. that I know <laughs> all the time. Um, that's Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I when I look at your feed, I'm always, number one, I'm always like, oh my God, the prairie, America. Like, it's very... <laughs> And number two, I'm always like, oh, my God, you can live in a house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know? We have, like, a whole house. Yeah. Like, an actual house. Yeah. Yeah. That seems nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one thing I wanted to talk about is um, your merchandise that you've been creating. We were talking about ranges of sizes. Yeah. So, yeah, talk about how you decide what ranges of sizes to implement in your merchandise. I know I have, I have done some writing about um, why, or like tried to do some interviews about why different large plus size brands go up to a certain size and then stop. What makes other brands go up into plus size, but they just mean like an 18, right. you know? Like what the decisions behind that are, because they can seem very opaque, I think, to us as customers. Like what's going on? Why are you making these decisions? Yeah. So when you're, when you as like, uh, uh, I don't know what to call like your shop, because you're, 
It's like a merch shop. Yeah, sure. Yeah. When you're doing your merch shop, how do you make decisions about what sizes to go up to? So I think that a lot of um, a lot of consumers really think that we, as people who are creating clothing or whatever, have have access to things above a 4X. And one of the things that I've found through creating merch is that truly, like, you can't find blank shirts over a 4X. It doesn't happen. You can find them in unisex sizing, um, but you can't find, like, cute crop tops, raglan shirts, anything that you think you would want to print on, which in turn makes it very difficult for indie designers or any small businesses to start out yeah. because what that means is if you want to make those things, you have to do huge, huge buys from wholesalers. So um, currently what we're doing, I've been selling merch for I think about a year and it's gone pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what we decided to do, the people that I work with really really heard me when I said I really I want 5 and 6X. And I don't want it to be like, it's a 5X, but it's a size 22. Like, I want it to be like a size 34, yeah. 6X, you know? Um, and so we're actually creating a line of what we're calling the FGF Basics. Um, and they're going to go up to 6X. There's going to be a crop top and a T-shirt and a raglan shirt. But this is something that, you know, we had to create from the ground up. Yeah. This, we, it was impossible for us to find these t-shirts to print on, so we decided we were going to do it, and hopefully they'll be out this summer. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see those. Yeah, it should be pretty fun. Yeah, I've heard that from a couple other small businesses that, um, like Daisy LA, which is one of our sponsors from season one, um, uh, Danny, who's the owner of Daisy LA, has for a long time been like, I want to expand to plus sizes, I want to expand to plus sizes, and she um, does only ethical and local sourcing for her clothing, and she's found it very difficult to work with like manufacturers to get yeah. the materials she needs. Yeah. But I think most people have no, I didn't before this, have no idea like kind of the behind the scenes stuff for, for fashion. Um, so hopefully, when your stuff comes out and sells out, people well, will. Think, yeah, I think too that um, I I think manufacturers are saying, well, people don't buy things in five and six X, and you have to. I mean, <laughs> I think that part of that is, yeah, well, no shit, nobody's buying anything in five and six X because how do they even know it's available? Yeah. Why would you expect people above a size 26, 28 to even go online and look for clothing if it's not available? If yeah. they're only used to being able to get custom stuff done by a friend or a local seamstress, of course they're not going to be going online. And so we have to start somewhere. We have to, I know, um, you know, Prem is making five and six yeah. X stuff. And there are a few brands that are really doing like the work of getting the word out there about these sizes and about the options people have. But it's going to take a minute to make people comfortable and to make people trust these things. I mean, if you're a 6X, I know my partner, we recently did a, we ordered a ton of stuff for them and they're a five, six X and they get it and it's all too small, yeah. you know? And so we have to build that, we have to build that trust. We yeah. have to, we have to try to encourage consumers instead of saying, well, we know this market's off limit. So we're just not even going to touch it, you know? Okay. I want to use that as a segue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love a segue. <laughs> So 
another thing I'm interested in hearing from you about, we both have wonderful partners that we love and yes. live with. My partner is a straight size person, and your partner is another plus size person. A fatty, fat, fat. Yeah, yes. what is it like to be a fat person dating a fat person? What Do you feel like anything's different about your relationship than with a thin or straight size person? I, I actually really do. Um, they're here today. Hi. <laughs> um, and uh, I... You know, I know that um, we've talked a lot about, we've both dated plus size people, but on the kind of small fat side. And there's this kind of freedom in dating someone who really understands like every single thing you're going through on a daily basis. Um, even yesterday when we all went out to lunch, you know, uh, we, it's, when you're with someone who's fat, they understand any kind of accessibility needs you might have or any accommodations that you might need. And, you know, I we were walking through an antique shop earlier, and as I'm walking through, my hips are just slightly smaller than my partner's, and as we're walking through, we kind of hit a spot where I know they're not going to make it through. So instead of, you know, trying to squeeze through this place, it's like, oh, let's just go hang out, you know, in this other area, and let's have a fun time in this area. And, like, it's amazing how being around fellow fat people can make you feel like so free. Yeah. And it just makes you feel so like like you're not a burden. Like like there's nothing different about you. Totally. You know? It's it's a really it's a special feeling. Yeah. I like it That's a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to your partner standing in the back of the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, claps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I will say too, like it's funny with my partner, I they've kind of like he's been there with me while I kind of journeyed into body positivity yeah. and was very always I mean, I think he always saw me the way I now see me. Yeah. You know? Of course. And so this it wasn't really a thing I had to educate him on. Right. Because it was more like when I was like, you know what? I'm beautiful. He was like, Okay, yeah. yeah. Like Right. Obviously, I was. We on live that together. Page. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but the the more fun thing recently has been like when he listens to us doing like media critique and stuff. Yeah. So like now, um, there's like fat jokes in every single movie or TV show. Mm -hmm. Always. Like you just have to kind of decide, you know, like if you're okay with how many there are yeah. to watch the rest of it. And he'll do this thing now. He's not super like, um, like he he usually is very chill about things. He doesn't, like, complain a lot. Mm -hmm. But when we see a fat joke, if we're at a movie or something, he'll just kind of turn. He'll just be like... <sighs> and, like, make eye contact. Like, that, I, saw I saw it. That. I saw it. I see you. I love that. I think it's so cute. Um, okay, and then kind of one more thing I wanted to just tell you. I'm sure a lot of people who have followed you for a long time are here as well. Um... And I told you this yesterday, but you posted about wearing a crop top recently and how, yeah. like, you were like, wow, it's so cool that now I just feel normal wearing this yeah. because uh, it didn't always feel normal for right. you. Yeah. And I told you that I remember when you posted the first time you wore a crop top, yeah. and it was like this little crop top, and you're wearing jeans, and you're outside under a tree. Mm -hmm. And I remember it very clearly because it was one of the core images that I, like, saved and looked at at my phone when I was trying to be, like, am I okay? Can I? <laughs> could I do this? Um, so it was so wild to, like, 
see see you post it and then see you in person also. Yeah. Like like a meeting your heroes kind of thing where yeah. I was like, oh my God, like uh, Carissa and I both, like I saw that, I saved it to my phone. I was like, look, she has a similar body to mine and she's wearing this and she looks cute. And then just having us both be like, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> like I'm just really, uh, like me, I'm grateful for you sharing your journeys like this whole time. It makes me emotional when you say things like that to me, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I mean, I'm grateful that you've shared, like it's so cool to have that first post where I remember you were nervous. And then this most recent post where you're like, and now it's just normal. Yeah, it, I was really nervous. And I think that was like three and a half years ago. And um, I started Fat Girl Flow because I, I mean, really, my first post was saying um, I have a goal and it's to wear a crop top this spring. And I had this tiny, like, crop top from Forever 21 or something. And I asked my best friend to take a picture of me. And I said, I'm going to go out in this, like... This is, I have a goal. I'm going to leave your backyard in this shirt. That's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I think that that I, I did. I did it. It took a couple months. And I'm sure it took a lot of talks in the car and in my home. And we don't, sometimes I forget that, you know, I'm three years into this. And I'm, you know, my stomach's out today. Um, and it's out most days, honestly, because I don't care to hide it. Um, and I, we forget that there is a lot of hard work behind it. And that, you know, sometimes you just turn around one day and you're wearing a crop top and you, like, feel empowered and you feel beautiful and you're just looking at it all and you're going, holy shit, look what I, look what I did. This is yeah. a huge accomplishment, yeah. you know? And it, I, I love looking back at that and just reminding myself that it takes a minute and it's hard. It's so hard. We get a lot of emails from people who are like, um, I so believe in body positivity, but I don't feel it for myself yet. Am I like a fake? Am I lying? Am I not okay? And it's like, no, like, you're fine. Like nobody, nobody is like, I look fierce all the time, 24-7. <laughs> like it's just not <laughs> realistic. Like right. we all look bad at sometimes, like maybe all the time. Who freaking cares? <laughs> right. But that's like half of it is that now I'm like, I don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, like, the idea of body positivity is to have this this framework for which you can kind of build off of. And you know, yeah. you and I have talked about uh, body positivity and self love is is they're two different things. Yes. And while we practice body positivity, and there is a kind of framework for it. Self-love is is not the practice of body positivity. No. Well, self-love isn't going to, like, change laws or, like, make people treat us less shittily. Right. It's just, ha like, going to make us treat ourselves less shittily. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's kind of a byproduct of learning this framework of body positivity. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to move on to our next section. So that is Chew the Fat for this week. We have solved this interview with Carissa. We always say we solved something. We've solved this interview with Carissa Anna King, and you're welcome. Today's episode is sponsored by Home Chef, a meal kit delivery service. Do you love eating but struggle with all the steps leading up to it? Namely, finding a recipe, doing the grocery shopping, and then the actual preparation of food? If that sounds like you, then Home Chef has got you covered. There are now over 15 fresh recipes that you get to choose from each week, featuring steak, chicken, pork, fish, vegetarian, and beyond. The best part is you set your preferences to include only the things you want to eat, ensuring that you'll love everything in your box. 
I love how easy to follow the recipe cards are. They ship you everything you need to make a super yummy meal in no time. Don't forget to make them pretty for Instagram. My favorite Home Chef meal so far has been the potsticker burgers with spicy Asian slaw and a side of sesame ginger salad. It was delicious and I was able to make it in 30 minutes, less time than an episode of Real Housewives of New York. Home Chef makes creating a home-cooked meal the highlight of our day, which is really saying something for me, a terrible cook. Visit homechef.com SAF and enter SAF at checkout for $30 off your first order. Again, save $30 on your first order with promo code SAF at homechef.com SAF. So we're switching around our segments a little bit. We're going to move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, which is a segment where April and I usually take turns asking prying questions about each other's identity. Um, April came up with this segment. I always have to clarify. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'm obviously white. (laughs) And April is black, and I am... Um, my April's parents are immigrants and my parents are not immigrants and we have a lot of differences in our background and April really wanted to have this segment where we could talk about those differences um, and kind of model those conversations with people. Um, so April's obviously not here and you and I are both white. Uh, very, <laughs> very yeah. white. Yeah. So we're not going to have a normal kind of it's okay you can ask discussion but um, I do have a couple of questions about the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> okay. So my first question is, um, am I too mean to be here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sophie and I went to breakfast the other day, and um, I, I think that Sophie had an identity crisis. And I thought, just was like, I keep having people, I keep thinking I'm talking factually, and people are reacting to me like I'm hurting their feelings. People keep apologizing to you. And I'm really, I keep being like, oh, I just said I can't eat that. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. Like, it's just very confusing to me. <laughs> do, do When you come to L.A., are you like, everyone's a bitch? Or like, what's no. the deal? No, no, not at all. I don't, okay, first of all, you are not too mean for the Midwest. Okay. Um, I think that there is this, like, this courteousness that can get a little overdone in the Midwest. It's it's like, it, you know, I think that there's this ongoing joke that like in the Midwest, it's like, sorry, 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 sorry. Like you're walking through a store and you, you realize that you've said sorry to the people you're not even bumping into. You're literally passing them with like four feet in front of you and then you're like, oh, so, so sorry. Oh so real close, so sorry. Jeez. But also like, like, it's also like, oh, I apologize if I'm four feet away from you, but also I would like to hug you. Oh and, my God. Uh, and possibly kiss you and uh, invade your personal space. Yeah. So it's, it's confusing and no, you're not mean. Okay, yeah, I was depending on having April. April's from Minnesota and so, <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, depending on having her here to be like, stop, stop it, or something. (laughs) Um, Like at the airport when I was coming in, when I walked into baggage claim, I was trying to get my... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Earrings and this lady came over to me and was like, I got my bag. And I was like... <laughs> okay. Um, and then, and I, did, I was like, what? Like, please keep in mind, in LA, the next thing could have been her pulling out a knife. Like, you never know <laughs> what's going to happen. And so, and then she was like, honey, I was on your flight. And I was like, again, okay. And then she was like, so your bag's going to be where my bag was over there. And I was like, Oh, you were trying to help me. <laughs> oh, like you were being kind. I didn't ask for anything, and you were just like, I'm gonna help her. Also, just the fact that she was like, I was on your flight, remember? And I was like, no, I have no. <laughs> Who are you? Like, I told April, and she was like, you better not treat everyone that way. You better be nice to those people. It's like, I'm so those sorry. Nice Midwestern I people. Just, yeah, I was very. Okay, here's my next question. Um, uh, do other gluten free people only live in LA? <laughs> um, I. I is everyone here just have their stomach hurt constantly? Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're ingesting a large quantity of corn and wheat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, there are gluten-free options. I think that I think it's very tricky when you travel to the Midwest. Yeah. Because like I, I don't know, know the go-tos here. Yeah, where I'm from, it's. I, I can find whatever I need to or want to eat pretty easily because I know I know everything, you know? But, like, it's definitely not, like, L.A. in that, like, people just expect you to be asking for those things. Yeah, well, that's what I mean about L.A. It's, like, the thing I love about L.A. is everyone's doing their weird-ass shit and yeah. nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. everyone's like, okay, sure, you're vlogging yourself and you're asking to eat spiders, whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> like I'll make it work, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, I have something I'm just going to have to describe that happened at the airport as well. I don't know if this is a Midwest thing or just like a weird, I, I don't know what this is. I'm hoping you have an idea. Um, I'm so worried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at baggage claim, this person walked by, they picked up this item from the baggage claim. They're just, it's just a straight-sized woman from behind. She's wearing just like a gray shirt, some athleisure leggings, and some gray sneakers. And she has over her shoulder a black bag that is the longest bag I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, I obviously can't show you all, but it's maybe three times her height in length. And I, she was carrying it like this, like there was nothing. And I was like, is everyone a pole vaulter here? What's, what is this? Why is no one else looking at her? Are they not looking at her because it's polite? Because I'm taking a picture. Like, what's happening here? So when you first pulled this up, I was like, well, ma'am, that's her rug. No, it's <laughs> so big. She a rug, but that is not a rug. It might be um, a wind turbine uh, thing. 
possible? Would they carry that on the plane? I don't know. Okay, I was hoping you would be like, oh yeah, you know, that's our cheese poles or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> but all right, I'm good. We're, we'll tweet out this picture from the She's All Fat account after the taping. You guys can look at it and please tell me what it is. I really, I was like taken aback. Perhaps a portion of. Something, it's so long. No. I don't, it's, you don't understand how long it is. It's from here to four of the overhanging lights. It's really long. I, I did. Perhaps a tractor right. part. So I think what I'm saying is that it was the politeness that people weren't looking at it because it was, people were treating it like it was so normal. I was like, what the no, fuck? Nobody was looking at it? No, everyone was being polite and helping me with the baggage. <laughs> I don't, did anyone help her? No, she seems very... She had the huge I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. My final question is just, um, I want to know what you love about living in the Midwest, in the flyover states, the flyover fest. Yeah. Um, so I, I can, like, be a little poetic if I need to be. <laughs> um, but Prove I'll, it. I'll, <laughs> I'll save you over um, But I... I really think that the Midwest is beautiful, first off. Um, and I have this, like, peacefulness here. And, uh, you know, I know that we've talked about this. I feel, I feel at peace with my day. I, um, I wake up in the mornings and I think, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to brunch. And that's my day. And I'm going to drive two minutes to brunch. And I'm going to park right in front of the restaurant, and I'm going to walk seven feet into the... And that's my entire day. Yeah, that's not possible in L.A. (laughs) That doesn't really happen in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's just... it's. I think that there's this, like, easiness about my life and this, like, kind of simplicity in my life that feels very natural for me. And I'm obsessed with L.A. Like, I... Love LA. Yeah, I mean, everyone, I feel like you either love it or you hate it. I doesn't really, and LA doesn't care either way. Oh, yeah, LA doesn't give a shit what you think of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I love LA and I love the pace of LA. And also, like, I want to come home to Kansas at the end of the day because it is, it is, uh, it is a pace in which I find I feel very balanced and whole and my brain can easily kind of wander in places like LA and I can get distracted and you know, I feel I feel at home here. It's that's comfy. nice. I mean, I yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it's nice. nice. That's that's, fi- nice. that's nice. That sounds it nice. It's nice. I mean, I I was born in LA. Like yeah. I lived other places, but like I, LA is my home, and I um I forget. I sometimes I go other places, and then I'm like, oh yeah, most people don't feel exhausted going to the grocery store. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't have to fight through traffic yeah. just to go to Safeway. Absolutely. And then like fight people trying to get like Shabbat dinner and running <laughs> each other over. That's my neighborhood. If yeah. Like you've got to stay out on Fridays. You're gonna get punched. <laughs> like it's a lot. Like um. But it is like people do seem a lot more relaxed here. I almost feel suspicious of it. Again, uh-huh. I'm a little bit like, are you robots? Is this a machine? <laughs> are you all this happy, really? Yeah. Uh, last time I went to New York, I noticed that people have actual 
bumper guards because like in New York the traffic you like get hit your car gets hit constantly yeah just like in normal traffic and that is terrifying to oh, me oh yeah like and when I people ask me how I deal with chub rub all the time right like that's like such a common question on my blog it's like how do you deal with your legs rubbing together in the summer and I'm like I live in Kansas I walk to my car and then into where I'm going I do not know what you're taught my legs have rubbed together for seven minutes this entire oh my summer God. that's it like I don't have to walk anywhere what are you talking that's about amazing. so I feel like it's just you know it's a different it's like a slower pace yeah I'm enjoying it I I think I feel more relaxed do you do you <laughs> no I mean it is no <laughs> It's good. It's really good to get out of L.A. Everyone yeah. who lives in L.A. is like, I got to leave for a weekend every three months or I'm just going to turn into like an agent. Yeah. You know, like that's what happens. You've mm-hmm. got to leave or else you turn into a monster. L.A. eats you. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. But I like, you know, I live in it. And mm-hmm. so when I'm like, you, what do you mean you're like not you don't have 10 meetings to go to tonight and you're mm-hmm. not going to like fight to go to the good Ralphs in this side and you're going to refuse <laughs> to meet with someone on the other side of the 405. Like there's just a lot of bullshit about. Yeah daily things that doesn't seem to exist here and that I am very jealous of for sure. It's nice. Yeah. yeah I like it. Okay. Thank you for explaining the Midwest to me. You're, <laughs> you're um, like trepidation about the Midwest. Is I just like I it's it seems it, I'm like is everyone in LA just like are we living a lie? Should we just all move somewhere else where everyone's happy? <laughs> like what's where happening? Space? Yeah. Everyone yeah. can reach your arms out normally. <laughs> So uh, let's move on to our final segment. Um, It's now time to ask a fatty. So usually April and I have voice memos that we've had people sent in, but instead of a voice memo, right now we have an audience. So um, we have a mic here, and if people could raise their hands, we're going to try to do a couple questions from the audience. If anybody has any questions they would like to ask. Hi. Hi. My name's Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi, Katie. Um, So one thing that's been great about this weekend is that there's actual plus-size clothing in downtown Iowa City from Cake Pop-Up. Yeah. Other than that, there's not a single piece of plus-sized clothing in a boutique or a store downtown. And I just want to know, how do we, I feel like when you reach out directly to stores, they feel they, they, a bit offended and they kind of take it personally. And then you end up being like, oh, I'm sorry that I asked for you to carry my size. But what's a good way in your experience to like get people to carry more sizes? Yeah. Okay. So um, we talked about this in a couple of different ways on our show. One example that we used is the way that people of color, especially black women, have approached getting more colors in makeup um, brands. So um, as you may or may not know, most makeup brands just carry like light, lighter, (laughs) white, and medium, and they don't have like a lot of shades for darker skinned people. Um, And a lot of things that have been done to approach that is just like being public about it, being like, look at this picture. Look at how bullshit this range is. Let's talk about this. And let's also get, like, let's ask white people to, like, make more noise about this, the white people who own things, who are, like, you know, 
pushing the money side of this. And that has worked for some brands. It has also obviously been really important for like people of color to create their own brands. Like Rihanna's Fenty brand has like an amazing range and it's like should be shameful to the other brands that they don't carry the range that she does. It shouldn't take someone who experiences that oppression to be like, we should have this wide range. So I feel like it's similar with clothing stuff. I think the best thing we can do is for big brands, call it out. I think we have to get rid of that part where you're like, sorry. <laughs> I think it's like... That was so Midwest. So that was really cute. <laughs> you were like, do I say like, sorry I get it. to them? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. that's like, how it is. Yeah, no, I get it. But it's just like, you know what? Um, we, we unfortunately still live in a capitalist society. They do want our money, and we should make it really public, like how we want to give them our money if they will provide product for us. I think for smaller brands, what, um, what I've been trying to do is do things like talk with Carissa just now about how it's hard for smaller brands to like expand into things. For clothes, or, or for stores that stock different brands of clothes, there's usually a buyer for specific stores. Um, so what I have done in the past is when there's stores that I go into all the time in my neighborhood, I'll go in and say, hey, when is the buyer here? And I'll talk to them and I'll say, um, because buyers are looking to know who, who the audience for the store is. And I'll say, these are my sizes. If you had these sizes in here, I would buy them. The next time I have a fat friend in town, I say, we're going to this store so you can tell them that. Um, and just continue to make noise about it. I think like... Uh, it is true that it's like an uphill battle with some places or they'll just continue to say like, sorry, like we can't do it, like we can't afford it, whatever, but they can and they have to. So like, I think we just continue to make noise and call it out. I think too, like, I mean, I, I think that sometimes bloggers and influencers are almost underutilized in this way. Like, like the community, the plus size community is who we're listening to, you know, and I get tweets and stuff that are just like, hey, Carissa, have you seen this thing that's happening? Like, will you help us call attention to this? Or can we talk more about this on YouTube or something like that? And yes, absolutely. Like talking to, and you don't have to know them, you know, I mean, you can tweet at 25 people, see if you can grab someone's attention, see if you can get them talking about things. I know that Kat is great at doing that is great at yeah, Kat, Kat Palomita who, of yeah, cake plus size who's running retail. the yeah. cake thing downtown this um, weekend she's amazing at doing that she's amazing at saying hey look at my store it's doing phenomenal you guys could do this too you know and kind of calling us calling influencers in and saying like hey this is like this is your part in our community help us get to work on this is, yeah. I mean, I think it can be really beneficial. Yeah, it's an industry-wide problem, though, for real. Like, there's, um, Amanda Mull is a writer who does stuff for Racked, and she does a lot of reporting on how, like, new, clo new clothing companies are always like, we're innovative, we're new, and then she'll be like, are you making plus-size clothes? And they're like, no, but we do have a brand of sweaters for your dog. And she's like, <laughs> okay, great. So, like, it's not just, you know what I mean? It's, like, an industry-wide problem. But, yeah, I think just keep keep talking. Yeah, thank you for your question. Let's take one or two more questions. Yeah. Hi. I have lived my whole life in the Midwest, so you're, like, the most famous person I've ever met. <laughs> so I'm, like, low-key like low nervous. So um, I'm not famous. I'm not cool. Please okay, keep well, going. <laughs> she is mean and uh, refuses to order off the menu. Okay. okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like, 
most exciting thing I've seen is like a butter cow. So like, trust me, this is like. <laughs> I've never seen that. So that's cool to me. Okay, so, keep going, keep going. Um, okay, so I listen to your podcast a lot. Um, and you've inspired me to rewatch 30 Rock. Ooh. So I was just kind of, since April got asked about Lizzie McGuire, I wanted to ask what like your favorite part of Lizzie Mag or uh, 30, 30 Rock, Rock was, was, or favorite character. And Carissa, if you have like a favorite sitcom and what your favorite parts of that are. Okay, I'm gonna do an annoying thing and like change your question a little bit. I do love 30 Rock so much. It is a show that, like, on rewatch, I'm like, oh, I wasn't as good of a feminist when I was super into 30 Rock. Like, it's a great show. But Tina Fey has some work to do. And, <laughs> um, and a lot of jokes on it. Now I, I'm like, oh, I didn't notice that before, you know? Which is both, like, embarrassing for my past self and cool for my present self that I see stuff now. That being said, there's still, like, hilarious bits on it. My favorite thing of all time is the Halloween episode where um, Tracy Jordan in the credits sings werewolf bar mitzvah, <laughs> spooky scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. There's not a funnier joke to me. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but I think if we're talking about Tina Fey's work pre-weird cake activism <laughs> incident, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, what are uh, you talking about? Oh, she was on, she like went back on SNL to do like after post-election to be like, try to make a weird joke about like, isn't it exhausting? We should just eat cake or something. And everyone was like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Weird. Don't do this, yeah. Um, but like, anyways, um, still ever. But my favorite thing Tina Fey's ever done is, um, is Mean Girls. It's like my favorite thing of all time. Um, and my favorite joke in Mean Girls is just the cutaways to all the random girls, and I especially love the girl who says, Regina George bought flip-flops, so I bought <laughs> flip-flops. <laughs> I just think she really nails, like, the feelings of high school and how, like, desperate and grabby <laughs> you can feel about things. Um, and the moment when Lindsay Lohan's character, Katie Heron, says, I could... I could hear people getting bored of me, but I couldn't stop talking about it. I was like, ugh. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> like, I felt that. Yeah. What about you? What are your favorite things? So I don't watch many sitcoms. And maybe, I, you guys tell me if this is a thing. And maybe this is why I love, like, the simple part of the Midwest, but I only watch murder things. So like, so like maybe my like simple chill life is like reaching out oh and God. trying to find something like dramatic, but like I never watch sitcoms. I only watch things where like people are dying Jeez. and horrible things are happening. So yeah, that's that's a hard one for me. I don't really watch what, that. What's but. your favorite recent murder thing? I've been watching so many. Okay. Oh my um, well, let's. How much time do we have? Talking to the mic. Um, I have. I think that. I think my most recent thing is I'm listening on Audible. I'm listening to um, "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." Michelle which, McNamara's yeah, thing, which yeah. is which is pretty amazing. That's what we yeah. listen to on the ride yeah. up here, and hopefully we'll finish. Can it I on just the ride okay? Home. Does everyone know about this? So yeah, so Michelle McNamara is Patton Os Oswalt's um, wife who passed away a couple years ago. She wrote like a very exhaustive book about the Gold State Killer, who was 
supposedly just caught a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, I was very, like, this whole thing, I couldn't think about it because I don't want to think about getting murdered. But um, see, that's all I want to think about. Why? I, well, I, th- <laughs> I think it must be because, you know, my, my life's very carefree. But here's the thing that I don't get. Um, I like old stories of mysteries, but like you live in a place where literally no one could hear you. Yes. If you screamed. Yes. If I screamed in L.A., people would either come over, they'd be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but like someone would hear me. No, it can get scary here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just to check. Yeah, it gets a little scary. Um, I was mad about the Golden State Killer thing because they, do you guys hear this? They, like, found him because one of his relatives had done 23andMe. And, yeah, like, it, and then they could access his DNA somehow. And I was annoyed because I tried to get my boyfriend to do 23andMe, and he was like, no, I'm not giving the government my DNA. And I was like, you're being ridiculous. But he was right. <laughs> like, he was totally right. I mean, hopefully none of us are killers or no one in his family is a killer. But, like, I was like, damn, I got to go tell him he was right. And I don't like doing that. So. Don't love doing that. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have time for one more question. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question about dating as a fat person. And sure. kind of, like, what thoughts you have on that and advice. And, like, I don't know if I'm quite at the point of full body positivity which is okay, like you said, but um, not feeling apologetic, you know, sometimes when you're putting yourself out there and what that um, process has been for the both of you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So I started dating my current partner five years ago, and it was like right when I, I, again, the difference between body positivity and self-love to me is body positivity is like I'm fighting for all bodies like to be treated equally in society in general. And self-love is like, I'm treating myself nicely. So I've always been like, I, I never wavered on the like other bodies, other people are good, but it is sometimes hard to apply it to yourself. Um, but five years ago, I was just deciding I could apply it to myself. And I kind of treated it like an experiment. There was like, um, there, there's, I think with dating apps, there's like eras that each one goes through where like one, one is the best one to be on and then another one is the best one to be on. So at this point in time, OkCupid was the best one to be on. So I was on OkCupid. It was right after I graduated college. And I was like, I'm going to just do an experiment and I'm going to put actual photos that show what my body looks like. And like, I'm going to put in my bio, like, I'm a feminist and I like to read books and I'm smart and like, you have to like that and whatever. Um, because number one, like I can just delete messages. I was like, it's so low stakes, right? Like someone will message me or they will not message me. And a lot of people still messaged me. And then I was like, oh, I was told I shouldn't do this, but like, you know, I just kind of decided like, what's the point of lying (laughs) or like trying, it felt like a lie to be like, and I think the most acceptable whatever, when I knew I was going to show up and be like, have you read this book? And isn't that talk show guy an asshole? Can you believe the president? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know? Um, And then I met my partner because he was like, cool, I like to read too. Like, what do you think of these books? And it, it, um, it was at the time, like, hard for me to accept the people who were interested in me. I was like constantly, I guess I'm still very suspicious. I was like, are you sure? Like, what's your agenda here? 
And it was like, they're like, I like you. And I was like, okay, but what's your agenda here? Like, it was difficult. Um, but I think just like trying to put yourself out there in the ways that feel safe to you. And I think, I really believe that self-love comes through practicing and like doing doing one step and feeling doing that until you feel okay with it and then going a little bit further and seeing if you feel okay with that. But I, I was also in that spot once um, and feeling self-love in relation to another person is a whole other can of worms than it is when you're like in your room by yourself, you know? So I see you and like there's plenty of space for you to grow and like you don't have to push yourself any further than you want to. That's what I feel. Yeah, what do you think? Um, so my one of the biggest things that helped me when I was dating, which I have always kind of loved dating um, because, you know, dating. Um, and Nobody it's always, loves I've, dating. Well, I loved, I loved dating. I think it's fun to like meet people and I think that it's um, terrifying to put yourself out there, but I think that... Again, I live for the terror. So, um, but one of the best, like, yeah, you're like, I love dating and murder. Like, what? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's not tell all my secrets. Um, but one of the things that helped me the most when I was dating is accepting that other people get to say no. And this sounds kind of counterintuitive, um, but. The reason it helped me was because when I realized that I didn't have to, I didn't have to put myself out there and expect everyone to say yes to me, um, it made me stop saying yes to everyone else as well. It gave me this kind of empowerment to say no. And let me tell you, when you realize you can say no, it really dwindles down the dating pool. Yeah. Which, which you know, makes it a little bit more difficult, but it also... It's honestly like clothes. Like, yeah. not that people are like clothing, but like, <laughs> when you realize, like, I don't have to wear only the baggy clothes. Yes. And you have, like, options to choose what you really want. Yes. It's, like, so different. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I always told myself, like, okay, I'm going to get really, really good at being rejected. And, uh, like, I'm going to get... It, I think that dating made me really good at being a business person because it made me feel kind of empowered in failure, you know? I kept... I, I always just felt like, okay, well this didn't work and that's okay. Like I get to accept that sometimes things don't work and sometimes things don't go as I want them to. And there's, there's a certain amount of beauty in that, you know? Yeah. I also think it's like, it, it almost gets scarier when you uh, approach things without the body fear, because then you're like, people could reject me for reasons other than my body. For my real self. For my personhood. Yeah. Yeah, and then absolutely. you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, oh my God. That's way more intense. They could reject my personality. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they might think I'm not funny. Like, yeah. that really Fs me up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I definitely think, like, the learning to say, learning to accept that no is okay yeah. and also exert it yourself. And also, just like doing things that you love. Like, everyone kind of, you know, I think we have this idea that you have to meet certain people in a certain place, but, you know, just doing things you love tends to, like, attract people who love the same things yeah. and even if that means I met my partner on Instagram we've been flirting for several years and uh, so I feel like even if that means you find your community and people on social media or something it 
hang yeah. out where you live. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. like, if there's anything I've learned from living in LA, it's like there's truly someone for everyone. Every fucking weird thing out there has someone else who also yeah. wants to do that thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay, thank you for all those questions, y'all. Um, thank you all for coming. We're going to wrap this up now and transition over to, there's a meet and greet after this. But just to wrap it up, thank you so much for coming to this live taping. I'm so excited that you all got to be here for this groundbreaking moment in the <laughs> She's All Fat podcast history. Um, thank you so much to Carissa for being my guest and co-host for yeah, the day. thank you for having me. And tune in on May 17th on iTunes or whatever other app you use to get your podcast if you want to hear yourselves laughing or groaning in the background as our <laughs> season finale. So give yourselves a round of applause and thank you so much. <laughs> that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to FYI at she'sallfatpod.com. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout on the pod next season. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. For this week's episode, we'll post more information and interviews with Carissa just for our Patreon supporters. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by the incomparable Maria Wortel. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your pods. Bye! <laughs> all right so with podcast magic we are here after the current episode has what happened. are you saying <laughs> the current episode which is the episode that we are in <laughs> what are you talking this is so about? confusing okay try again okay let's try again so the episode that you're about to hear was recorded in the past is that fair <laughs> I'm just trying to give them context for what's happening. Let's start over. Okay. Maria, put that part at the end. You do it. No, you do it. You do it. Okay. (laughs) Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.